Hey there, my name is Sarah Bowling, and I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast. I'm praying that God speaks to you through this podcast. Your heart is encouraged and overflowing with love. Thank you so much for listening. Love to have you subscribe and of course share this with your friends. I know God has really great things for you in this time together. Thanks so much. Hey, hey, thank you so much for watching and we're totally stoked joining us. If you're listening on a podcast, totally thrilled. <clears throat> over the moon excited to hang out with Kim Meter today. She's legitimately one of my all-time favorite people. Thank you, Kim, for hanging out. It's awesome to be back. And thank you for the invitation to make much of what Jesus can do in any life that chooses him. It's true, right? I mean, no matter what's happening, all the grim stuff or all the great stuff, Jesus right. can really do amazing stuff. So, hey, Kim, we did, we were talking on, hey, God. Can we talk? And uh, this is my latest book out. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about chapter five, uh, which is when your future seems bleak. Um, so as you kind of read through this chapter, you had it was like related to Moses. Did you have some thoughts or things that stood out to you in it that you were like, hey, that was good or hey, I don't get that or that was dumb? <laughs> <laughs> no, never dumb. God's word is never dumb. And I love you have you have a really unique ability to, to take God's word and to say, here's what it says. Now here's how it applies to you. And you do that really well in this book. And I love that because it makes the word of God applicable to each one of our lives. Oftentimes we'll read things, at least I'll say over myself that I'll read things in like a story form and wow, this is a really incredible story. And sometimes I miss those connections yeah. and you did that really well. And I loved this chapter. You wrote one line and I, it, I don't even know what page it's on. It's on page 91 and it says this, this is your quote. God didn't start talking to Moses until he had his full attention. Yeah. Boom. Kim, mm -hmm. if you're not hearing from mm -hmm. the Lord and and I, I'm going through a season right now where the Lord is asking us to make some really, really big decisions. And I think almost anybody watching today can say the same thing. And, and we've been crying out and fasting and praying and Lord, we will do anything you want. Just give us clarity. And to read that line, Kim, you're going to have clarity when you give God everything he doesn't want your parts and your pieces. He wants your heart, soul, mind, and strength, all of it. And when he's got that, that's when all the junk falls out of your ears of what you're listening to other than him. And now you're going to hear him clearly when you give him all of your attention. Yeah. That yeah. creamed me. And I just <laughs> thought, oh my goodness, Lord, show me those dark corners that you mentioned in Luke 11, it's like 33 through 36, those dark corners that, that cloud my ability to hear your voice. I thought that was powerful. And that was for me, the turning point in the whole chapter. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember reading my Bible just some morning and I came to that, you know, where it's the burning bush and man, how many times have I heard that in Sunday school sermons, whatever. And, and it never stood out to me until I just took a little, little pause and, and just 
sat with that for a minute because like here's a burning bush um a bush that's on fire that doesn't get consumed and once moses turned to look at it stop and pay attention mm. then god began to talk mm. and i sure. thought that irrelevant right hearing you say that i have full body chills right now mm. that the lord what you just said there's such favor and power mm. in it that I, yeah. I know that working with horses as we train horses we'll put them in a in a round circle and we stand in the middle and the horse goes around and around and an arrogant or fearful horse will never look at you with both eyes and they'll just have their head up in the air and they're just doing laps and i've never worked with a horse in a round pin and not thought how much this is like my heart and god's heart not until that horse stops and turns its head so both eyes can see me do i actually have its full attention and that's when when genuine respect and understanding can happen when i've only got one eye when i've only got part of their attention nothing good is going to happen hmm. and how many times have i been in the round pen of this life doing laps around god and the lord's like any time now you can stop and look at me and give me all your attention and then i can impart to you everything that i have for you but i need both eyes i need all of you to encounter all of me mm -hmm. yep take off your shoes settle in let's get some face time right <laughs> <laughs> real face time <laughs> legit and it's true because i mean later on in exodus you know it's 33 11 where it says god spoke face to face with moses as a man speaks with his friend um but this it kind of some of the process of that this is a pivotal turning point for moses um that burning bush i mean you know making the decision to stop and pay attention and then do and the conversation i found this particular conversation between god and moses you know it's like exodus three four five mm -hmm. i found it to be really remarkable because of the back and forth nature of it i mean there was a lot of hey i'm telling you this and moses is like well but hey what about this you know and lots of you know him and ha and question and doubt and and i, I liked I like that rawness. And I think by the time Moses was 80, when this conversation started, I think, I think he was more than disappointed with where his life, the journey of his life up to that point, you know? Mm. I, I agree. And I, I, there's two things that you just said that I love. And number one is at 80, Moses probably felt like this is as good as it's going to get. And yeah. wow, I'm following sheep around and, yeah. and I'm, one of the most educated men in this nation yeah. and and i'm chasing sheep and i think that there's not a person who is watching that can't relate to that at some point in their life that lord i didn't think this is how my life would turn out i didn't think i would be in this dark place right now and <clears throat> this is all i can see because my focus is on my circumstances and not on my god and and the turning point is, as you've just said, where the Lord is calling Moses in, in a tangible way. And he does that for each one of us. And all of our tangible ways are unique and separate. And, and it, it's not until, again, we give God all of our attention that we can genuinely hear all of his voice. 
I, again, I, I see the whole world in pictures and you know that I'm, I'm super tangible yeah, and visual love and love it. And the Lord teaches me through what I see in the wilderness. And, and I can tell you a certainty, not in the history of mankind, has there ever been a human being who could lead part of a horse until that whole horse decides to go with you. You're not going anywhere. And how many times, Lord, have I given you my parts and my pieces? And God doesn't want to redeem a part of our heart. He doesn't want to heal a part of our heart. He doesn't want to lead a part of our heart. That's ridiculous. It's like giving God a part of your cancer. Here, God, I'm giving you my heart. Can you heal it? And the Lord's like, you have no idea how much I want to, but I can only heal what you will release to me. I... I, I it's Mark 12, uh, 29 through 31, that says that, that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with your, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. God does not want our parts and our pieces. He wants all of that rotational attention to be on him. And when we do that, that's when heaven meets earth through God's people who are saying, okay, here I am. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I really like what you said in terms of keeping your eyes on God and not on circumstances. And I think it's really, that's really important for us in our modern world because <laughs> our attention span, I mean, it's, it's challenging. I mean, we got text messages, we've got, you know, stuff in our ears, we've got all kinds of, you know, pick something squirrel. I mean, you got, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> some random, you know, they're wearing a mask there, you know, just what, whatever. There's so many things that can easily distract us. And I think what you said is so helpful in terms of, you know, single, single-minded and all. Um, and I don't, I think, have you found anything that helps you do that? Because sometimes that all piece, it's hard because sometimes I find myself like fragmented in pieces of here and there, you know, what, what helps you stay with all, Kim? That's a great question. And I can tell you, people ask me something like that often in when questions like, when did your ministry change? When did your relationship with God change? When was there that that ignition of holy fire that that Hebrews 1229 talks about our God is a consuming fire when we were you consumed with him that fire in the burning bush and I have to say I'm thinking right now about Matthew 633 where Jesus says if if you do one thing I'll help you with everything else that you're going to face in this life if you do one thing. And even a a squirrel girl like me can remember one thing. And what he says is, make me first. I don't want your leftovers. I'm your God and I want to be first. And Sarah, I, up until that point in my life, I was reading my Bible whenever, throughout the day, whenever I had time, whenever I had time. And what the Lord really let me know is, how can you call me God when you have put all these other things before me and your actions are telling me they're more important than I am because you made time for them? (laughs) 
let me get that arrow of truth out of my heart. I didn't, I didn't see it that way. And it wasn't until I purposed in my heart, I'm going to get up, get ready. I'm not going to turn on any screen. I am going to go and spend time in my chair with God's word in my lap and fill my heart with his truth in love, that God's word is, is what transforms life. And when we're flooded with that, everything that he is, is what comes out of us. And then when the world crushes you, what comes out is him. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control is what gushes out into the world. And wow, does the world need that right now? And that comes from spending time in his word. First thing every day, no exceptions, no excuses. Kim, how can you call him God unless you genuinely make him first with your actions? That's when everything changed. Nothing has yeah. been the same since. Well, yeah. And I, I would have to agree with you. For, for me, I think it's similar, but maybe not. I'm, like I've had some ups and downs, you know, with some of that where um, there was, I remember when I first had my children, when I had babies at home, toddlers, and, you know, I've, I was excited to brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Because I had like three kids that were like three and under, and I was like, Whoo, baby, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Quiet time, <laughs> yeah, man. The brushing teeth was today's accomplishment, <laughs> besides how many diapers and whatever. So, I've, I've had some fluctuation and seasons in life, um, that have had ups and downs, and I've had seasons where you know it was like I just grabbed, you know, I just read a psalm because that's about, it. but then you know, just but the consistency of it has been really really helpful to me yeah. and i find that and i think with moses too i think his his conversations with god i think they developed and you mm -hmm. see this journey with moses where the burning bush you know it's bleak but then you watch over over time and you watch moses step in and have the conversations and you know the questions and the frustrations you know these israelite people are they're driving me crazy. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I'm afraid of Pharaoh, you know, just pick something, you know, just lot. Right. But I appreciate that Moses participated and was, it was a journey, an ongoing conversation with God. Um, but that starting point was when his future seemed just bleak, <laughs> non-existent, you know? Right. And, and something else that you wrote about in the chapter that I thought was so powerful and we started to talk about it earlier, is that, that it was so bleak in that moment. And, and it, it's easy for us to focus on the bleak circumstances or the timeline that doesn't line up with what makes sense to us. Yeah. And that God didn't start one of the greatest ministries on the planet in the history of mankind until this man was elderly, even in his day. And how easy it is for us to feel like I'm not relevant or I'm beyond that, or that's too hard, or I'm not, I don't have that skill set, or I don't have that education, or I don't have those resources. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, black, 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 black. And and I'm thinking, ooh, I'm thinking about how I came to know Jesus Christ. And a lot of people know my testimony that uh, my dad murdered my mother and took his own life, black, black, black. Mm -hmm. I had an encounter with Jesus that day. I, I didn't even know who Jesus was. 
and the point of me sharing this right now is that I did not, I, I met Jesus the day my parents died, but I did not receive him as my savior until a year later. And the whole point of this encounter is that there was a woman who lived down the road and she had nothing. She lived in a dumpy house with no yard, just falling apart into the dirt upon which it sat. And anybody who wanted to could get off the bus at her house and she would teach you about the Bible. And, and she would give us a, a rag with a knot in it and we'd play Annie Annie over and we'd throw this back and forth over the house and run and run and run and come in like hot little racehorses. And she would make cookies and Kool-Aid appear out of nothing. She had nothing. And we would eat it all up like it was the best. And then, okay, now we're ready. And we'd go sit on our orange shag carpet and she'd bring out this banger guitar and teach us songs about Jesus Christ and, mm. and that Jesus loves me and it only takes a spark. And, and one day she said, Kimmy, do you know how much Jesus loves you? No, I don't. I don't even know Jesus. And, and this woman who had in the world's eyes, nothing, had everything and she gave me everything. She opened up what she had, her meager circumstances. And this woman led me to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. If you believe that you are beyond usability in the hands of God, you are believing a lie. Hmm. That as long as you have breath, God can use that. You can pray. We used to have a grandma that came to the ranch and she would sit in a chair she was almost 90 and her job at the ranch, she, her body didn't work anymore, but her heart did. And her job at the ranch was to hug every kid that wanted a hug. And mm -hmm. lots of these kids, that was the only hug they got in the time that they saw her last. And that they would see grandma and they would run and dive into this lap of a 90 year old to mm -hmm. just receive a hug. And that was her gift. That was her ministry until until she left this life and then she was hugged by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need to not turn away from the burning bush. Yeah. We need to step forward with all of our attention and trust yeah. him that he's the only one who knows the way and follow him where he wants to go through that back and forth conversation. Lord, is it this? Not quite. Lord, is it this? Not quite. Is it this right. God? I'm afraid. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, I don't think I, I'm the right one. Yeah, that's okay. I'm with you. That you're not the right one, but I'm always the right one and I'm in you. Yeah. And for us to just take the next step. And that's when we see that holy fire come to earth into the, the environments that we inhabit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally, totally. And it's my hope for people watching and, and listening today that, that no matter if you're in a bleak circumstance or situation, you feel hopeless, the future seems non-existent, that as you maybe have watched or listened to this conversation, um, that there's some fire in your heart, that God's got some good things um, for every listener, for every viewer. And so, Kim, thank you so much uh, for hanging out today. And thank, thank you, you all so. of the viewers, listeners, uh, grab your copy of Hey God, Can We Talk? 
um, think you'll find it super encouraging, life-giving to you, and uh, really infuse you with hope and love and uh, God, who God really is. So thank you again and again. Thank you, Kim, for hanging out. Thank you for your time and love and appreciate you immensely. Thank you. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm super stoked to get time with you. And of course, I'd love for you to subscribe, share this with your friends, and really sense God working through you as well as in you in these words. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.